everybody, Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of the Cheryl Atkinson Podcast. Today I'm going to dissect a fake Facebook fact check. We'll look at who's pulling the strings online when it comes to controlling information. It will really open your eyes. Before we dive in, You can pre-order my new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism, on Amazon or anywhere. It's very much in line with today's conversation. Sometimes I worry about the managed media environment, how hard it can be to get at the truth, to believe what's being widely reported. I worry about how media, whether it's mainstream news reporters, alternate news reporters, how they're fanning out to further propaganda and narratives to define the parameters of any discussion as to what's acceptable to say and consider, even when, as is the case with coronavirus, many facts are still unknown or being sorted out. They're serving the purpose of bullying and controversializing reporters and scientists who are asking natural questions or reporting facts that differ with their narrative. As much as I do worry, I tend to see that these propaganda efforts invariably explode under the weight of their own contradictions. The truth is a powerful thing, and as I've said before, the truth ultimately finds a way to be told. It's kind of like a liar who can't keep his story straight and ultimately gets exposed because the lies crisscross. Well, no matter who tries to hide certain facts, the facts are stubborn things, and in the end, I think it's very difficult to keep them hidden forever because All of the alternate stories ultimately make no sense or provide contradictions within contradictions. We'll talk about a couple of examples, and I'm going to provide you with some links and resources you can refer to yourself. And I hope you understand this discussion applies beyond coronavirus. I'm using coronavirus as current examples of how special interests in the media try to manage information that we can learn try to limit the things that we can discuss, but it applies to all areas of knowledge and information. First example is New York Times, Vanity Fair, Washington Post, AP, smear groups like Media Matters, propagandists at Wikipedia. They've all been involved in trying to smear or controversialize certain people for reporting facts and asking natural questions. I won't go deeply into the New York Times defamatory article falsely labeling me a coronavirus doubter, by Jeremy Peters and Carolyn Ryan, who fabricated a quote, made up information that ultimately they had to correct. There's a separate podcast on that if you're interested. But the point is, it's an orchestrated effort out there, and it's not just involving me. Senator Tom Cotton was attacked mercilessly, including by the Washington Post. And you can look up this original article yourself in the Washington Post by Paulina Ferrosi on February 17th, entitled, Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus conspiracy theory that was already debunked. Now, to set the stage, in February, February 17th, nobody, at least publicly, had stated they knew where the coronavirus actually started, whether it was man-made or naturally occurring, whether it came from the Wuhan lab or the supposed, as they say, wet market that was nearby, There were theories, but nobody knew the answer. But this Paulina Ferrosi in the Washington Post is going to claim 
very early on that there was a conspiracy theory, as she calls it, that had been debunked somehow, even though the information hadn't been uncovered yet. So here's what she wrote. Senator Tom Cotton, Republican of Arkansas, repeated a fringe theory suggesting that the ongoing spread of a coronavirus is connected to research in the disease-ravaged epicenter of Wuhan, China. Cotton referenced a laboratory in the city, she says, the Wuhan National Biosafety Laboratory, in an interview on Fox News' Sunday Morning Futures. He said the lab was near a market some scientists initially thought was a starting point for the virus's spread. And they quote Tom Cotton as saying something, sounds to me, like very reasonable and responsible. Ferozzi quotes Cotton from Fox News as saying, we don't know where it originated and we have to get to the bottom of that. Who can really argue with that? But continuing, he also said, we also know that just a few miles away from that food market is China's only biosafety level four super laboratory that researches human infectious diseases. Now, you have to ask yourself why the Washington Post decided early on that it was a fringe conspiracy theory to think that with the origin of the virus unknown, it is crazy to consider that it might have come from the lab in the city where we believe the virus started that was experimenting with coronavirus and had previously had accidents and unleashed uh, viral agents. So fast forward to April 14th, 2020. A very different take from the Washington Post now, from February. This by Josh Rogan. You can look up this article as well. Again, April 14th, the title is State Department Cables Warned of Safety Issues at Wuhan Lab Studying Bat Coronaviruses. I'll say it once more. State Department Cables Warned of Safety Issues at Wuhan Lab Studying Bat Coronaviruses. Now, this article has it all different. It says that it sounds like this was a very troubled lab, that we knew in advance that there were big problems here. And it's now acknowledging that scientists believe that the coronavirus unleashed upon the world somehow originated in this lab. Remember, that's the opposite of what they claimed in February. The reporter who said that was a debunked conspiracy theory before anybody really could have known whether that was the case. And what's really interesting, the new piece that acknowledges a possible link between coronavirus and the Chinese lab, Josh Rogan's piece, his factual piece, is labeled as an opinion. But Ferozzi's false piece, written in February with all that conjecture and opinion, was written as if a news story. It's very strange that you're getting news under opinion sometimes, and you're getting opinions pitched as news. We'll have a second example that I think is even more chilling, maybe even more telling. The anatomy of a fake Facebook fact check and where the trail leads right after this break. In this age of a highly controlled media landscape, it's never been more important to fight the heavy hand of censorship and support truly independent journalism. Go to CherylAckison.com and click the store tab for a great way to do that. There are all kinds of cool products. A lot of them make great gifts that feature catchphrases like, I tested positive for critical thinking, and do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. 
Proceeds support independent journalism causes like the Cheryl Ackeson Ion Awards for off-narrative, accurate reporting. Go to CherylAckeson.com and click the Store tab. We're back, and as I said, this example I think you'll find to be chilling. It highlights how social media companies are working sometimes on behalf of certain political and corporate interests to control our information online. Again, this is an example that I observed happened to me, but I use it by way of asking you to think about how many other instances it might apply to that we just don't know about. A couple of days ago, I shared on Facebook a documentary by Epic Times that you can look up yourself on YouTube. It's entitled, The First Documentary Movie on Tracking Down the Origin of CCP Virus. Again, it's on YouTube by Epic Times. It's called The First Documentary Movie on Tracking Down the Origin of CCP Virus. Last time I looked, it had over a million views. It's an in-depth, well-sourced documentary that focuses a lot on that Wuhan lab, where the coronavirus may have come from. And they cite a lot of evidence. I think it's done in a responsible way. It's not inflammatory, in my opinion. It um, has Chinese emails that have been translated, a lot of history and facts in there. So a day later, I log into my Facebook account to see a notification that says, Cheryl Ackeson has shared information rated false by independent science fact checkers. I'm thinking, wow, what are they talking about? And I start getting messages on Facebook from other people. And it turns out, I guess everybody who follows me or is a friend got the same notification about me, sort of serving the purposes to kind of trying to discredit me or my page because it's saying that Cheryl Atkinson has shared false information. And yet I don't yet know what the false information is. So I clicked the box and... I'm going to read you what it said at first. I had to click way inside to get to the bottom of it. So the first thing that comes up when I click around, it says, false information found on Cheryl Ackeson. And it says on Facebook, Cheryl Ackeson shared information that's been reviewed by Science Feedback. We've added a notice to the post so others can see that it's false. Learn more about how fact-checking works on Facebook. So I still don't know... What is the problematic post? I keep clicking around, and I finally see they're talking about the documentary, the Epic Times documentary about the origins of the coronavirus. I click in a little bit more. I'm trying to figure out what they're saying was false about this documentary and who's the one who makes that determination. So it takes me to science feedback, fact check, it says, and the next notice actually has details, I call it additional reporting, and it says, false, multiple scientific studies have indicated that the virus has a natural origin, not the result of human engineering. Well, gosh, this documentary was, I think, an hour or more long. So I guess they're taking the implications from maybe one piece of it and trying to say that's been deemed false, even though as far as I know, and I've been talking to scientists working on coronavirus, They haven't made any definitive determination, at least any that they've made public. They have theories. They know what they think is likely. But you can't really rate something false that has not been determined. 
and there's a little bit more information before I'm going to tell you what I clicked into next. Facebook says, to fight false news, Facebook reduces the distribution of misleading content while also showing additional reporting on the same topic. Pages and websites that repeatedly publish or share misleading content will see their overall distribution reduced. They've already done that to me. Their ability to monetize and advertise removed and their ability to register as a news page removed. People will also be able to see if a page has a history of sharing false news. So even though I've never shared false news, I'm speaking aside from this feedback notice, even though I've never shared false news, I now am on record, I suppose, if people look, as having shared false news on Facebook. And then it ends by saying, deleting the misleading content will not affect these outcomes. In other words, even if I were to remove the post, let's pretend it was false and let's say it was an accident because I didn't know it. If I remove it now, Facebook is still saying you will still be flagged as a false news distributor and your reach will be diminished. And there's no one to appeal to. There's no one to talk to about it. So I click further in to see again, who is it who's making these determinations? And several things are notable I am taken to a source, and I'll be able to give you a website where you can find it and look at it, too, if you're interested. But the first thing the source says is it never fact-check epic times. So the additional information that's being used to disparage the epic times documentary never refers to the epic times documentary. In fact, the check was written way before the documentary was ever published, but somehow they're applying it to the documentary. What they did fact check, these people, these people for Facebook who have this additional feedback and are supposed experts, they checked information they said was on Daily Wire, InfoWars, New York Post, Stephen Mosher, and it was dated February 22nd, 2020. So the first thing I notice is that they never fact check Epic Times to begin with and that this sourcing was posted prior to the documentary even being made or posted. So how could that prove that the documentary is false? Secondly, if you read this information, even the other articles that it fact-checked, it never rated as false. It rated the information as misleading or no evidence for it, which is different than false. And yes, it is worth parsing because they're skewing and slanted to begin with. But even if by their own admission they're not saying it was false, how can this then be used by Facebook to say that a documentary that was never reviewed by these people is false? So I'm going to give you where you could go look, if you like, at this claim review that Facebook refers to to prove that I and others have distributed false information in the form of this Epic Times documentary. You can find it by going to healthfeedback.org. Very interesting because I found a lot of these fact checkers and feedback places are set up by special interests or are populated by corporate, political, and special interests for the purpose of controlling information. So they're not always what they seem. So at healthfeedback.org, you can look up this particular fact check called Scientific Evidence Indicates Virus that causes COVID-19 infection is of natural origin. Scientific evidence indicates virus that causes COVID-19 infection is of natural origin. 
and they're trying to say this appeared in nature and it jumped from bats to humans and it had nothing to do with the Wuhan lab, the controversial lab in China that does this sort of research, very near where people seem to think the virus started. So what they say at the top of this fact check is that it's misleading for anybody to say new directives by the Chinese government are in line with best practices enacted by scientific institutions when handling new pathogens because these directives are not evidence of a biosecurity breach as claimed. So someone had reported, it sounds like, that because the lab had certain practices established that it proved they were handling some sort of new and novel pathogen like coronavirus-19. And they are saying that this is misleading. Not false, but misleading. And then the second category they look at that they say is unsupported, they say there is no evidence supporting claims that biosecurity is poor in the Wuhan Institute of Virology or that lab animals are being sold or consumed. So they're not saying it didn't happen. They're just saying it's unsupported, and yet this is being used, this fact check, to say this documentary that didn't even exist when the fact check was originally made is false. The weird language, by the way, that they say no evidence of, as if that's proof that something is false, well, a novice logician knows this makes no sense. There's no evidence of most anything before we know the truth. But if we rule everything out off the top except that which we wish to believe, we wouldn't discover anything. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, there was no evidence that smoking caused cancer until there was. It's sort of a new media phrase that they often use for facts and opinions that they wish to debunk. They say there's no evidence of something. Doesn't mean it's not true. And yet they never use that to apply to the facts and opinions that they wish to forward. In other words, there was no evidence of certain claims against Obama and Bernie Sanders but the press reported these claims with no evidence because the no evidence thing didn't apply to them. The press had no problem reporting on allegations that President Trump and the Trump campaign colluded with Russia, although there was no evidence of that, quite the contrary. So in other words, they have no problem reporting things with no evidence when it involves matters or propaganda they wish to push but then when it comes to facts that couldn't well be true and things that haven't been disproven, but they don't want you to know about it, they simply dismiss it as false, saying there's no evidence. But the most disturbing thing I found within this Facebook fact check as I dug and dug is who they are inviting to do their fact check and give their feedback. Now remember, they're basically saying that any notion that the coronavirus came from this Wuhan lab is false because they're basically saying the lab is very careful and very clean. Well, let's look at the names under this fact check, under the topic of reviewers' feedback. The first one is someone named Danielle Anderson, assistant professor of Duke at NUS Medical School. And she writes at the bottom of this fact check, to provide context for my opinion, I will disclose that I am a scientist trained to work in high containment and have collaborative projects with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. 
I have worked, she says, in this exact laboratory at various times for the past two years. I can personally attest to the strict control and containment measures implemented while working there. The staff are incredibly competent, hardworking, and are excellent scientists with superb track records. Yes, you heard correctly. One of the fact checkers that is being used on this document by Facebook to discredit the documentary that they never watched or saw, to say that the coronavirus could not have come from this lab in Wuhan, is a scientist who works at the lab in Wuhan. I kid you not. And you wouldn't know this unless you clicked around enough and dug around and read and looked at the bottom. There's a second reviewer giving an opinion on this, named in this file that I told you about at healthfeedback.org. This one is Mark Lipsitch, Professor of Epidemiology, Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. This is his, I'll just let you decide what kind of analysis this is. This is his analysis under which they are, Facebook is using to say that these ideas are false. He writes, This article contains lots of circumstantial evidence put together in an inflammatory way. Any responsible government, he's talking about China, would strengthen safety and security procedures in high containment labs that will and should be working with novel coronavirus to develop countermeasures and diagnostics. This hypothesis for its, or hypothesis for its origin has been judged very unlikely by leading experts in viral evolution. He really says nothing here. His analysis doesn't prove anything's false. It doesn't look specifically at anything that's in the documentary that was not seen at the time this was written. And yet again, this is being used to not only disparage me and the many others who shared the documentary and to taint our pages as if we share false information, but of course it's being used to taint the documentary itself and make sure that it does not receive a wide distribution on Facebook. It's scary because as we have seen, the people controlling the information, the people Facebook is looking to, in at least this case, involves someone collaboratively working with the Chinese communist government at that very lab that they're defending. But it doesn't say that when they put this false finding up on Facebook. So let's branch out a little bit beyond coronavirus and think about how this might apply to other health information on Facebook and other powerful companies like Facebook that might be shaping and censoring the news that we get, the things that we think, the information that we have access to. Let's think about it more broadly in terms of information about finance, politics, education, you name it. It's almost as if the material that's labeled false by these fact checkers, that the material someone is paying such close attention to and really does not want us to look at and make up our own mind about, it's almost as if that's something that we should be taking a second look at as possibly very credible and maybe containing information that powerful people don't want us to know or to believe, lest we make up our own minds. Something to think about as you look around on Twitter and Facebook and other social media sites, and as you try to get truthful information, while self-proclaimed or perhaps fact-checkers with special interests, maybe they're even paid by somebody involved, while they tell us what we should believe and not believe. Mm -hmm. 
Eyeshadow has come a long way since you swiped on one color at a time or practically had to take a masterclass in cosmetics to get the shading right. Hi, I'm Star, owner of the Lemonade Mermaid, and I've designed an exclusive shade-shifting multichrome pigment for eyes that's like no other you'll ever see. Just swipe it on your eyelids and the magic happens. Depending on the angle and light, it shifts between hues of gold and pink, or green and pink, and even purple and gold. The shading is done for you. Just $25 for a jar that will last you months. My website is store.lemonademermaid.life. And listeners of this podcast can get 20% off these incredible pigments by using the checkout code PODCAST. I hope to see you at store.lemonademermaid.life today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Check out justthenews.com and don't forget to subscribe to the Cheryl Ackeson podcast. My other podcast, Full Measure After Hours, and all the Just the News podcasts wherever you like to listen. And if you like my podcast, you'll love my new book coming out, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. Support independent journalism. Pre-order it anywhere. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. Think for yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and if you did, you'll leave a great review and share it with your friends. And check out my other podcast, Full Measure After Hours, for more original reporting and interviews on off-narrative topics that powerful interests often try to censor. It's never been more important to support independent reporting. You can do that by going to the CherylAckison.com website, click the store tab, and browse our great products. The most popular news slogan that I have on products there is, I need to find some new conspiracy theories. All the old ones came true. Proceeds support causes like the Cheryl Ackeson Ion Awards, giving cash awards recognizing and encouraging independent off-narrative reporting by college students and professionals. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.